Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
Metalheads, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Holy fucking shit! It's beginning to look a lot like fuck this. I don't like the snow. No, yeah, it's starting to snow here. I know uh, it's starting to snow in fucking uh, Asheville also, because I saw somebody post about it earlier, and it's like, Jason, how are you doing? It only looks severe because it was in a street light. Trust me, there's, there's nothing on the ground at all. Here we are. It is Friday, uh, the Friday before Christmas. It is. I, I feel this is kind of like a coming of age episode, Jason, because we went back to the beginning this week. We have Chris Black from High Spirits in the Metal Forge and. He was the first guest of the podcast version of the Metal Forge. And I have always felt he has been like an elder statesman in the metal scene. Because he has done so many cool other things like, you know, his connection with uh, Scott in Night. Because Scott's the guitar player in High Spirits. And Dawnbringer, and you know their connections over on our side with like Savage Master and Adam Neal, and that scene there, and just and then it's like it leads to this and it leads to that, and it's like this whole thing of where I found myself coming back, and all of a sudden it's like you know I need to reach out to Chris and have him back on because things have just happened so crazily over the last five years that here we are over 250 episodes and you know here's fucking Chris back I love it yeah it's cool to go full circle sometimes don't yeah. like a movie thing again you know yeah I mean it's like it's like a homecoming you know because he I felt like Chris gave me my voice to do this show because he was the first guest I actually had outside of this area because right. but when I was on the radio, I was bound to this area. And it's like, dude, I know that was like, you know, five years ago. Why do you still talk about it? It's like, it's still a valid thing. And those episodes are in the archives on the YouTube page now. Also, the whole Metal Forge series is listed on there. So if you ever get fucking on a whim, go down the rabbit hole, listen to the fucking archives. You can also get catch other shit on there 
with uh, all the other Flame Keeper stuff, like Aaron Assant's Assant and Battery, uh, Jason's uh, Aelhorn and uh, Mudhorn and Aelhorn Unsleeved, and uh, Justin Daniel White's uh, Metal on a Budget. Which, dude, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2024. And I know next week, you and I and and uh, Daniel and Aaron are all going to be here doing a Fatal 4-Way with Albums of the Year and what's going on for our perspective endeavors in 2024. But, dude, like, what do you think of 2023, man? It was good. There's a lot. There's a lot at the beginning of the year people forgot about um, that should should be forgotten. But all in all, it's a pretty busy year for fandom and fandom, I guess you could say, for us. Um, fandom and bandom. Fandom and bandom. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. I mean, like the it's a good year. But I mean, dude, really, every year is a good year. It's just like there's all, there's always shit that happens in every year. People just tend to focus on a negative. But really, I mean, you know. Unless you like just lose like a immediate family member or three, in my case, it's 2014. Right. Um, most years are you know pretty pretty good. So um, you know you can always find good albums and stuff, and good movies, and good shows that were in a year that you can remember back. So, oh yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get it too negative, except for 2014. 2014, you go fuck yourself still, but um, uh, I've, that, I've got a year that was that way. Good, yeah. <laughs> uh, 2014 kind of sucked like that for me too. Yeah, but anyway, we're yeah. not here to be not here to be Debbie Downers here. No, hell no, because we're talking about awesome, cool shit. And dude, seriously, like for me, coming full circle like that is pretty fucking cool because it's like seeing how we've both grown in the scene over the last few years of seeing what they're doing live. What you know, even talking about doing the tape thing with him was awesome and like you know I totally want to do that shit and that's going to be awesome to do and you know I'm just looking forward to a lot of cool shit yeah just you know looking forward to fucking awesome new tours awesome new albums you know uh, being able to release stuff as a band with Overload, you know, and Ice Howl, and whatever else, you know? And whatever, you know, TW's gonna be doing, or Dick Von Doom, or fucking any of that shit. Dick Von Doom, the band that we started and never did anything with? <laughs> yeah, that it's gonna fucking, it's gonna fucking happen. Dude, it'll work. Just gotta fucking make it happen. Don't we just are, talk about it, about, be about it. We have been talking about doing more, like, online, uh, idea sharing so I, I didn't even learn hell yeah man don't just talk about it be about it I just like I just like I just like creating it within a group more than myself yeah. I get you yeah, yeah man so fuck yeah brother do, are you a high spirits fan I'm not the most familiar with them but I do I do know of them right on man so I mean there's so many bands out there if someone says they know every band and every song by every band they're probably full of shit because there's no fucking way I don't know, dude. So many, so many. I don't know, dude. Uh, fucking dude from uh, New Wave of Traditional Heavy Metal on YouTube. He fucking... He has a fuckload of stuff. And he also posts other shit on Facebook through the day that he's listening oh, really? to. 
That's I mean, even older stuff. Yeah, I mean, some people will do, but yeah, there's no way I could. I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. There's, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, I know. Man. I, I've been in this like comfort food mode for a while, where I just don't care about buying new shit. I just keep listening to old shit or new shit by old bands, right? You know? And that's like it for me. So like, I've been kind of stuck in that for a while. I get it, dude. And that's why I push everything on the Metal Forge like I do. Because yeah. it's like trying to get new bands out there, trying to get older bands uh, that are releasing newer things out there. Yeah. Because it's everybody has the thing to flourish. So, dude, I am going to go ahead and play some High Spirits here. Because I always do this. I, you know, it's like, hey, I, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Of course I'm going to do it because it's always going to fucking happen, right? So let's just go ahead to my favorite fucking High Spirit song. This is Lonely Nights.
All right, metalheads. This week is super fucking awesome uh, because we're celebrating a couple of milestones for the Metal Forge. Uh, three, actually. Uh, we just recently passed 250 episodes, which is super fucking cool. Um, and we are starting our fifth year. Uh, of doing of doing shows uh, here in 2024, and we went back to the beginning of the podcast era for this week's guest, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, children. If you're listening to this show, don't tell your parents. <laughs> uh, I have Mr. Chris Black from High Spirits. <laughs> No, it sounded good to me. You know, uh, it never sounds terrible to me uh, to, hear, to hear someone else uh, singing that back at us. I mean, that's one of the that's one of my favorite sounds in the world. So, uh, so thank you for that, dude. Like, uh, no, seriously, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I do want to get this out of the way because this I don't want to drop this on you and you know give you a complex, but I'm going to. Uh, okay. Dude, uh, I appreciate the fuck out of you because in uh, 2020, it was January. Well, actually, it was a couple weeks uh, into 2020. It, wasn't, it was just like early January when I reached out to you and asked you if you would do this, uh, this podcast idea that I had. And it was a big step for me. And obviously, you can hear it in the first episode. Uh, I was listening to it earlier. And I was really kind of stuttering my way through it. And now, you know, I still stutter my way through episodes, um, but they're a lot more fun now. Uh, dude, so thank you so fucking much for, like, giving me my voice to to what I have to say for the metal community. Oh, well, thank you for doing what you do, too, Mark. And congratulations on the milestones. I, I was looking uh, before we uh, got connected tonight, I was looking back at the email you sent me recently because I had it in my head that it was three years and then when I saw it saw it again just now it was like five years has it really been five years but you know that's the way time is dude um, it's every uh, week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no we're here to talk about high spirits and and Mr. Chris Black dude I've always admired the the one man fucking deal <laughs> Because I, I can't play drums. I can't program drums. I And I play bass, but I play bass like fucking Lemmy, like, you know, uh, <laughs> hard fucking core, heavy-handed, and I'm just yep. like... So, like, when it comes to listening to High Spirits and all of the finesse that goes into writing a song where there's just like the like twin leads and a rhythm and fucking just like these little licks underneath everything dude there's a lot that goes into it um and 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 you mentioned uh the the drums aspect um i've heard i've heard a few times over the years um that they're you know there may be people uh, in, in a similar position to you where that's kind of the the missing piece uh, for themselves. Like, you know, man, I'd be able to I'd be able to do this this solo thing I want to do if it wasn't for the drums. Yep. Um, you know, I think the drums is what is maybe what what hangs a lot of people up. Uh, 
in that regard. And what can I say? I mean, the drums was drums was in a way my first instrument as a little kid. I mean, every little kid likes drums, right? Every every little kid. Oh yeah, know, because we all beat on shit as a kid, right? I mean, it's everybody's first instrument, right? But um, I I really. Uh, attached to it uh to drums at a young age and uh kind of dabbled in a few other instruments as a kid but then by high school um by high school i was obsessed i mean there was one summer i was well let's see i must have been i must have been like 13 or 14 there was one summer where i was too old to go to like sports like day camp you know what i mean right i was too old for that but i was too young to get a summer job so what did I do? I just played drums in the basement for six, seven hours a day that whole summer. And I think that's where um, um, maybe my skill level, uh, uh, you know, really kind of maybe maybe it peaked. I don't know if I'm I don't know if, if I'm, you know, in terms of my physical drum ability, I don't know if I've ever been uh, that good. But uh, kind of from that point forward, you know, I always thought of drums as my main instrument. I mean, it, right. it, which is which is weird because, you know, nowadays people, um, you know, regard me as a singer or as, a, you know, a singer songwriter, which which isn't wrong. Uh, you know, I do I do identify as as a songwriter first and foremost, but it's definitely and true this that is my wild. first instrument was drums. And this is wild as shit, because like with listening to High Spirits, I associate you as a guitar player. Really? Yeah, and that's like that's I my do worst because like no dis no like no disrespect to your live band to the mm-hmm. to the dudes. I love fucking all of them. They're all great dudes. They all have such awesome other things going, like Basher and oh. Ninth, and you know just so yep. many other fucking things, just to name a couple. Yep. But the thing about it is, is just like I completely. Because it's such a guitar-driven band for the most part. You know, you've got twin leads. You've got awesome fucking rhythmic patterns on guitar where the guitar, the bass, the drums all do it. And it's all this thing. It's really percussive like that, which gets back to your drum aspect. But to me, it's like, I don't know. It's like I see the page out of the Maiden book. But it's rewritten in your handwriting, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's I mean, your that's, version. That's flattering. That's flattering to 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 hear you put it that way, and uh, and, and it's a little bit ironic too, because like I said, guitar is my worst instrument, man. The, the guitar <laughs> tracks, the guitar tracks on a recording session will take me, um, you know, maybe ten times as long as the drums. The drums, you know, I can I can I can whack it out on the drums, and that's. Uh, you know, um, you know, which is not, this isn't the most, as a drummer, this is not the most challenging, you know, we're not playing technical speed metal or anything, right. with, you know, 30 riffs in each song, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the approach on the drums is pretty straightforward. The approach on the rhythm guitars is similarly straightforward, but I, that's where I struggle. That's where it takes me just a long damn time. Oh, to I get, get it. it sounding the way it needs to sound to satisfy me. Right. And there's that one-off time where you get that weird down pick or some shit and it ruins the whole take. No, I... You know what it usually is? It's usually on my fretting hand. It's usually me uh, squeezing the neck too hard 
and pulling a string a little bit sharp ah. or maybe pulling all the strings a little bit sharp. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of cursed with these, um, uh, Dan Swino, who, uh, who mixed the last two records was like, man, you have hawk ears. Cause there's a couple, there's a couple things along the way that I'd point out, be like, eh, something sounds a little off right there. And he'd be like, I don't hear it. And then half an hour later, I'd get the next email. Okay. I do hear it now. And like, hey, you, have, you have hawk ears. And that's, uh, you know, that's as much a blessing as it is a curse. Oh, absolutely. You know, especially like on those like little like um, really fine like tuning, uh, you know, irregularities. Like maybe somebody else doesn't hear it, but I sure do hear it. And I will spend, you know, I will spend an evening getting that sounding the way I want it to sound. And I think it's you said you play bass uh, with, you know, with kind of a percussionist's yeah, I play he- I play super heavy-handed. I I, I think that's my hang-up with guitar too. I think since I learned on drums and I'm used to taking a stick and whacking a thing, and that being my instrument, like you know, electric guitar doesn't tolerate that kind of that that amount oh, of no. force or that amount of pressure pressure. So, um, yeah, that's like I said, that's that's where I always struggle. That's always the longest phase of the process and the least fun, I would add. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say it is fucking amazing once it's done. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. That means it's time well spent. If, it's, uh, Absolutely. if it sounds good in the end. If Be- it sounds good in the end, it's worth the blood, sweat, and the tears. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, you just put out a new album, uh, Safe on the Other Side. And, dude, like, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect it to be as fucking awesome as it was. Oh, well, cool. Because I didn't even look at the track listing uh, before I listened. I went straight blind into it, and and I was surprised, actually, when I got to the third song on the album. Uh-huh. And honestly, it's my favorite High Spirit song. Oh, so were you familiar with it already? From yes, the, from the escape the previous EP. version. Okay, yeah, from the previous version. So, lonely nights. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Usually, I am not a fan. Personally, I am not a fan of bands recording something and then re-recording it later on on a different yeah. version. But I will say. I dig this. This is cool. such uh, the changes that have been made to it. Um, so, okay, so let me. I'm a Star Wars nerd here. Let okay. me equate it like this: some of the special edition changes are not that bad. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, like uh, uh, the the picking difference in the beginning. It is really uh, is really kind of cool. I dig it. It gives it a different feeling. It gives it a different tone to me. Uh, yeah. The more spoken word uh, first verse, um, rather yeah. than the sung first verse in the previous version, uh, gives it more of a an actual solemn uh, feel to me. You know, uh, so it makes me feel more. Uh, and then once you get into the second verse where you add the the echo and the the reverb effects in the in yep. the in the later yep. two lines with forever in my heart and it does that ah fucking dude. Pff, 
bam. Glad it works for you. That was a song that um, I always loved. That song um, we played it. We played it live on at least one tour. Maybe we did it on tour tours, but any two tours. But anyway, the yeah, uh, you didn't do it on the tour that I saw you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, the tour I'm thinking of was in Europe, and I don't I don't remember seeing you there. No, uh, that no, time. never but, been. But I'm hoping to yeah, go yeah. soon. Oh, you should, man. You should, man. Everybody, everybody should at least once. Uh, yeah, gotta travel, travel the world. You know, not just Europe. Travel the world. There's, you know, I've ne- I've never been to to the east. You know, I still love to visit. Would love to visit Japan. Uh, I'd love to visit Australia. But uh, coming back to Lonely Nights, um, it was it was uh, that EP was kind of just like a like a tour EP. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't get released uh, widely. Other than that, uh, never came out on CD. No. Um, as a result, a lot of people were kind of just not familiar with it. Um, and that song in particular. You know, I always had a lot of confidence in that song. That was, you know, definitely my favorite one on the EP. But the fact that the 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 release maybe didn't didn't travel as far, didn't reach as many people, always had me thinking, like, you know, maybe we need to give that song another whack one of these times. Um, and uh, you know, the, you you mentioned some of the differences. It's actually it's slightly faster. The tempo yes. is maybe. I'd, I'd have to go back and look to say exactly, but it's you know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's noticeable, it's but noticeable. it's not insane. <laughs> right, it's maybe like four or six BPM yeah. faster than the original. Um, there's some, there's some flash on the drums. I think that mm-hmm. wasn't in the original. Um, uh, I'm happier with the vocal, um, which was, which was uh, like I knew. I just knew it could be it could be at least the same, if not better, um, right. and that it was worth a try. And there was um, there was that song, and we did a remake also of a song called "One Last Chance," which was also from an earlier tour EP. Uh, and we did a cover song for the first time, uh, which is "Memories." And right. going into it, I was my thinking was so we've got these three kind of non-standard songs. Uh, if you want to say it that way, I was like, well, I don't think all three of them are going to end up on the album. You know what I mean? We'll take one or two to turn out the best, put them on the album, maybe use one as a B-side if we do a single. So, you know, I kind of went into it with an open mind, like, um, maybe this will turn out to be worthwhile. And maybe, like you said, because I'm the same way, like, I don't usually like the re-recorded version of a song Mm -hmm. as much as the original version. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons, uh, you know, that can happen but but i had an open mind to saying you know what forget it it was worth a try and i had an open mind to saying you know what this sounds kick-ass let's put it on the record and in in case of lonely nights that's uh that's the way it went hell yeah man and like i said i it's a for me it hit me at a time like like i said when i was starting to get this show up and going as a podcast where I'd had the break from the radio era, and that was the, you know, that was the start of it. I bought that EP, and I bought uh, uh, Motivator. Yeah. And it was just like, shit, man. And it blew me the fuck away, 
And like, dude, I still, I still fucking to this day break out the EP on like a fucking like a, a regular basis and and listen Ooh, to it. Like all your Bandcamp listens on that EP are probably from me. Probably you, <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like lonely nights because I fucking keep repeating the son of a bitch. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, like I said, it seemed like it didn't it didn't really travel as far maybe uh, maybe as it could have. So that again, that was a, that was a reason to. Uh, Dude, it would be another stab. I'm just gonna put this out here. It might be worth a 12 inch single repress. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> you know what I want to. You know what I want to do actually. At some point, um, maybe maybe for the next wave of touring, is I want to do a do a CD that's got both of those EPs. That's got the 2013 EP and the Escape EP on. Ooh, like, on that would be channel. awesome. So make it a full length, and then maybe we could do a vinyl that's like one on each side. Also, um, so I've had I've had that idea. Hell yeah, dude! That would be we'll super fucking rad. So um, I know we've got limited time here, and we're about twenty in. So I am breaking some news here on this episode that going into twenty twenty four, Flame Keeper, the overall deal that we were calling this, uh, Jason Gardner and I and Aaron Assant and and all and uh Daniel White the other guys who are involved um we're starting a bootleg tape label <laughs> oh cool <laughs> and um i have a particular idea that i'm going to that i'm going to release as a single box set release on this and it's going to be it could happen tour from Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Which is a, a a high spirit savage master and black knife show. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's good. That was a good show. It was a great show, dude. It was so fucking fun. Uh but yeah, I'm thinking about doing that as a, a tape release. <laughs> of course I'll well, send if I give you permission, it's not a bootleg anymore. So I'll there have you... to pretend uh yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, hey, who knows? It might not yeah, come hey. out. Hey, that might not. If you be want, us. I'll, threaten, I'll threaten to sue you if you want. That'll add some like. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that wouldn't be my style at all. I mean, I uh, you know, there's even if you wanted to prevent something like that, uh, you really can't, right? I right. Mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. Everybody's got their phone at a show, and you know, like. Just, you know, put that stuff out there is kind of my philosophy. You know, yeah, people... man. I mean, it's it's like the whole thing. Like you, you said you did the cover with memories, right? And ultimately, that's a thing that, you know, we all got to look at when on the professional side of that stuff. You know, and that's all the stuff that we don't want to have to look at, like licensing songs and mm. all of that jargon. You know, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Well, yeah, but it doesn't take the fun out of it on, you know, the other, the artists then, but yeah, yeah. go on. But for sure. So, you know, I mean, that's really where it's at. It's like, you know, inject the fucking fun back into it, you know, and dude, like this album though, for one, I love the album cover, the, uh, the simplistic high spirits font, um, the simplistic uh, title at the bottom and the uh, the maze. Yeah, we keep it real basic. I mean, the maze is almost too complicated for the 
types of imagery that, that we usually do, but it was like, it was either going to be a bridge or it was going to be a maze, and it ended up being a maze. <laughs> Dude, you know, because the title "Safe on the Other Side" that could easily, you know, that could be represented by a bridge. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Know, well, yeah. and dude, so like, I just—it's a banging album the entire way through. Like I say, going from and I listened to it from front to back the a few times, and like I said, I even did that today before coming up onto the show here. And just like some of the fucking songs, like blow me the fuck away, man. Just like there will be magic tonight. You know, it's a fun one. It is like, and the, the thing about it is, is like when you write an album and put an album out, how do you decide and curate your set after that? Because ultimately it's like, you've really got to say, is this going to go live? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's, um, it takes some time, I would say, to kind of, to kind of feel out, well, first of all, we start with the ones that, that we want to do, the ones that we're kind of chomping at the bit to try live. And then you find that some songs don't work as well live. Mm -hmm. And then you also find on the other side that, some songs work unexpectedly well live. Um, and I'll give you an example. The song on I the need the other side. What's that? On the other side. On the other side. On the other side. Con Conversely. <laughs> no. I think it's I think it's a uh, uh, my lyrical theme a lot of the time is you're out on the run and under the gun. And yours is on the other side. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it does come up a lot. I, I dig it, though. It does come up a lot. A lot of night and day. A lot of trying to get from the night to the day and a lot of trying to get from the day to the night. Yep. Um, and just like keeping that keeping that cycle going, I think, is what uh, is what life is about. You know, it, yeah. it, you know, you can look at it that way. I mean, that's one life philosophy is like you just got to just got to keep moving, keep going. Um, but we were talking about the live set and um, I was going to say that that song i need your love from you are here like didn't really think of that as a live song at all um when we were working on that album and when that album came out it was like you know i like i said i didn't wasn't thinking about it didn't even really consider it and then i don't know honestly what it was that inspired us to try it if if it was audience requests or if it was maybe somebody in the band who who really pushed for it i wish i could say but i honestly don't remember but in any case we finally tried it on one tour and it went over so well in terms of the audience participation in terms of the way the band was able to really like really swing it and really uh do a good delivery of it um turned out to be a great live song it's like I was super surprised. So it's not always easy to predict what's going to work and what's not. It takes time. You got to, you got to give things time to, to kind of gel live. Like that song. Thank you, man. We played thank you for a year, two years. I don't know. We had to like, we had to kind of beat people over the head with thank you to get it to the point where it was like, 
kind of a live standard, one that we do every single and now we do it every single night and people expect it and want it and want well, to Well, that's how you it. ended. That's how you ended yeah. our uh, the set in Lexington was mm-hmm. it was high spirits and thank you. And right. and now it's going to be thank you and good night. Okay, cool. So yeah, I I figured that's how it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what we're that's what we're going to try anyway. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like I thought for a long time that since we have a song called Thank You, there should be one called Good Night that we could play live right, you know, like play right after. I didn't actually write the song until more recently. Right. I was like, we got to have one. We got to have one called Good Night to go with that. So that's the plan. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good live song. We'll see. Yeah. So then you have it called the Trinity and then it's uh, high spirits. Thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah. It works for me. Right. See, it's it, it's all in threes or some shit, right? Is what they say. No. I, I like the I like the live set to tell a story, you know. I like to I like to put things in an order that makes sense and have, you know, there's kind of like a kind of like an arc to it, you know. Um Yeah. And no, again, that I takes totally time dig too. That. that takes time too. Um sometimes it takes two or three nights on a tour before things kind of like find their right uh Yeah, maybe right we should switch these two songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, or maybe the we flow. Should, exactly, or move one, maybe that's too early in the set or something, or it's too late, like full power. You can't put full power at the bottom of the set. That's like, you know, that's like an early, you know, that's a butt kicker that has to be in there near the beginning, so. Oh, definitely. Hell yeah. So after everything, at the end of the day, what still fuels the high spirits fire? That's a good question too. Um, I think the short answer is the audience. It's the the crowd and like all these, um, all the energy that feeds back to us from the audience and from the listeners uh, to the to the studio recordings. I think I think there's this this bond that we've created um, with the music, with the lyrics, with the way the live show, um, the way the way that is uh, performed is delivered to the audience. Uh, I think we've created this bond um, that is really what what sustains us and and will sustain us going forward. Um, you know that's that's the off the top of my head answer. I mean, I have, you know, I have at times a lot of motivation and a lot of inspiration as a songwriter um it's not constant it's not every season or every year that i that i uh feel as creative or as productive but uh it comes in waves uh you know when that tide comes in there's you know there you know my it's my favorite thing to be doing is you know working on songs in my studio um so yeah it's my own it's my own personal uh energy and creativity that drives it um but i think equally it's what the rest of the band uh brings to the live show and then again there's that that bond that, absolutely uh, that kind of it's kind of hard to define right but there's that energy that happens like right at, you know that's connecting the audience to the band and i think i think that right there is uh well yeah because i think on on a whole level with the band bringing their energy to the live show too, you know, because you've had a long history with 
quite with most of these dudes, you know, especially oh, yeah. Scott with Dawnbringer. And, yep. you know, when Bobby came in, you know, and all of the people that he had had people with before and everybody kind of knew each other kind of shit, right? So totally, totally. you all knew the professionality with it. And, and now, you know, it's this, I think it's an experience to see you all. I hope so. And I hope so. I mean, that's the intention. Dude, like, seriously, like, from everything, the the black shirts and white pants and, you know, just the overall look of everything and everybody's on a white instrument and it's so fucking rad, dude. It is a thing. And I dig it. And I think that's part of it as well is the image. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you is... So I consult the metal archives, the great O metal archives, uh, a lot. They have your lyrical themes listed as rocking jubilation and love. I'll take it. Absolutely. I, I remember a few years ago, I remember a few years ago and I had to go and look to see it for myself. One of the lyrical themes was being in high spirits. <laughs> hey, that works that works for me dude that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> like i said i had to, somebody told me that like you know that's what it says on on the metal archive and i was like this i got dude sure i'm enough. just gonna say this the uh the picture on your profile is fucking great because it's a, a gr- like a whitish gray background you're in a white shirt and a leather jacket, and you have hair. Oh, yeah. That, that would be from, uh, I think, if it's the picture I'm thinking of. You look like a British badass. <laughs> <laughs> you look like, hey, mate, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was, I was probably a few beers in when that was. If it's the picture I'm thinking of, that is from 2007, so pre-high spirits. And that was uh, from a Pharaoh photo session, actually. Nice. We uh, we all rendezvoused at a hotel near Pittsburgh, and kind of like it was. It's actually a pretty hilarious uh, uh, story that night. We uh, since I was in Chicago and the other guys were closer to Philly, we met in the middle in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and at a hotel. And the first thing that we did actually this had already happened by the time i got there but matt the guitar player had brought a toolkit with him and disassembled all of the furniture in this hotel room (laughs) stacked it up against a wall so that we could build a backdrop and everything to do a photo shoot just in this hotel room in pittsburgh and uh you know Whatever is it, that band? That band never did anything the the normal way or the easy way. But we did it, <laughs> we did it our way, and uh, yeah. So we were, like I said, there's, there's take a these bunch beds of apart. Take the take that stuff Take, happened take that, that chair. We don't need that chair. Take it apart. Throw it out the window. Yep. Throw, burn it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if the, and then we had like some. Uh, some some female friends uh, show up with a couple cases of beer, and so there was some partying going on. And I just the whole no time way. we were kind of shaking our heads, like the people who work at this hotel must think there's something something really interesting going on in this room. That <laughs> I mean, this is kind of interesting to us, but I don't think anybody else would really. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, 
cue. It was over probably the- pretty tame compared to what they, what they were imagining. He's <laughs> like, well, I don't know if they're going to start bringing goats in there or what. But now I really hope Dude, the you best said that. that I'm thinking of because I've just told this goofy story, but uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Dude, you say that, and I immediately thought of. Uh, I have a feeling there's something very interesting behind the store <laughs> from Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't very interesting. Like I said, I mean, compared to what they were probably imagining was going on, it was pretty tame, pretty PG rated. Right, right. All right, we're going to switch over to the derailed segment. Uh, You kind of had a a real weird version of this way back in the day. So we've limited it now to five questions all about you, Mr. Chris Black. Uh, Rather than high spirits, this is all about you. And uh, it's five random questions. Okay, I hope I have the ego for it. We'll see. Uh, You should. Why do you think you're here in this moment? my parents had a moment about 45 years and nine months ago before this moment <laughs> that one's easy <laughs> shit this and because, magic like, and because mo- of you doing what you do and you like my tunes well That's fuck what yeah. brings us- and <laughs> dude it's it's cosmic it's i don't know uh not like in the in the uh the zodiac says uh not like that kind of cosmic i mean i think it's all you know Dude, it's it's like Floyd. Everything comes in waves, man. It does. It does. It's all connected somehow, too. It's like it's those cycles, you know? It's like the night and day and the the tides coming in and out. Right. And every five years, every five years you and I are gonna get together and do this. So. And it's probably well, you know, and it's not every five years. I'll see you at a show in like a year now and yeah, but you know, <laughs> like last you know what time. I mean. <laughs> and I'll tape it and <laughs> And actually, hopefully, it'll be a show we're playing together. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, that's the elbow nudge. No, uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, what is the best compliment you've ever received? And that's about me. That's not about the band. Because mm-hmm. I have an easy answer for the band. Right. But, uh, but for me, that's hard to say. Probably that. Probably that I'm that somebody would consider me reliable. I think that's uh, reliable or trustworthy. I think that would be. Dude, I the best. I thing. totally could see that you are. That, I think that would be the how how I would most like to be known. Dude, absolutely, and hey, you were perfectly on time with me, and <laughs> hey. You always have been. You've always got back to me. So I'm like, hey, man, this dude's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank dude, you. I, I mean, t- Yeah, I like being on. I do like being on time. That's for sure. For sure, man. Uh, what do you take too seriously? Probably myself. <laughs> really? Sometimes. Sometimes. Um yeah, I tend to I tend to overthink things. I take decision I take decision making too seriously sometimes. Um are you the guy been, that walks around the store with something and then puts it back? That can, that can happen. That can happen. I can stand staring at my CD collection for 20 minutes trying to decide what I what I want to listen to. Um, Same. And even in creative matters, I can take 
I can spend a whole night trying a song 90 different ways, 99 different ways, and at the end of the night say, you know what? No, I had it right the first time. There goes another five hours of my life. You know, <laughs> scratching my scratching my head about something I don't need to scratch my head about when I should have just been listening to my instinct uh, to, you know, trust my instinct, trust my gut. Um, so, yeah, yeah, sometimes decision-making. I, uh, I can... I can I could be too slow. Understand that. Yeah, I I'm definitely that same way uh, when it comes yeah. to doing the same thing with like guitar riffs and shit like that. And I'm just like, did I have it right the first time? Did I did I have it right twenty times ago? What was it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then and then completely like, losing. What, it. Is it even is it even that important in the grand scheme of things anyway? Like that that's kind of where I come back to. And it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's rock and roll you know right uh, or just doesn't matter these are your cds you 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 like them all that's why you have them just pick one and listen to it you know oh for <laughs> sure and it's like but i think uh i think that's where metalheads are really picky about shit and i oh, and so i'm a weird fucking yes that's the thing there's so much to choose from because it's like do I, am i in a high spirits mood today am i in a savage master mood today am i in a metallica mood today am, you know am i in right. i don't know an arch druid mood today you know it's whoever and then, yeah. then you get just like oh or then it can be like what mood do i want to be in today because there's the whole like mood changing aspect mm -hmm. of music too it's like, oh yeah like, you know, like listening to doom you know because it's winter now and we're actually getting a little bit of snow here and oh, i wish we were man i wish we were uh, it's never enough for me and you and you're in chicago yeah but last year we had almost none we had and this year so far we've had we had about an inch excuse me we had about an inch on halloween and that was it so so far, so far we're a zero. But so night is young. Uh, bonus question then. Uh, so with the snow deal and everything, um, like, so <laughs> why not? If you like the snow so much, why don't you just move a little bit farther north? I mean, are you just are you just entrenched in Chicago? Uh, I'm entrenched. I mean, it's my it's my home at this point. Right. Um, I always say I wasn't I wasn't born here, but my kids were. Um, so it's, it's home. We love, I mean, we love our house. We love our neighborhood. Yeah. Cause you're, you're a, you're a Jersey boy, right? I lived in New Jersey till I was 10 and then Pennsylvania till I was 22 and Chicago since then. Oh, hell yeah, man. But yeah. Yep. Made in, made in New Jersey. And sometimes when people find that out, they say, Oh, like that explains <laughs> something. Like that explains something they were already thinking about me. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> what can it, I say? He's here for witness relocation. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, digital or analog? Uh, for for what purpose? Uh, whatever purpose. Uh, let's say recording digital. Okay. I'd say, I'd probably say, I'd probably say digital for pretty much any, any purpose. Okay. Uh, yeah, e I uh even music listening. In an either, or if I could only pick one, then yeah, digital. Right. Because of the, 
the size of the medium versus the size yeah, of the exactly. medium. Yeah, it doesn't, because it doesn't have you know, a, you know all the usual, all the usual things. Vinyl. It doesn't degrade. It doesn't, um, you know, you can you can stream it instead of instead of sending it through the mail. Mm-hmm. You can just send it through the cloud. I mean, there's you know, there's right. there's all the all the usual reasons. I I kind of agree with. Do I love my vinyl? Absolutely. Am For I sure. glad that we have both? Absolutely. But in a strict either or, I would say digital. Well, yeah, and. You know, I think uh, everybody has the dream of that analog recording, like that two-inch tape deal kind of thing. But in a realistic setting, when you're in a heavy metal band or, uh, you know, an independent heavy metal band, yeah, you can spend that kind of money and do that thing and get that production, but you really have to fucking push that product, you know? Oh, yeah. And it has to to be be prepared. Yes. You have to know your songs inside and out, up and down, and not be, you know, not be about to making any kind of last minute changes uh, during the studio yes. phase of it because, you know, time is money, right? Oh, yeah. And if you're going to tape and everything, and then it's still going to get digitized at some point anyway, but like, it's just like, wow, man. That's a, that's a heavy undertaking. It is. It is. And I've been involved in I've been involved in projects where we use where we use tape where we use two inch tape and uh, yeah I mean I get the I get the advantages I get the I get that it can be a selling point um, I don't really uh, I don't really think it's a fair selling point I don't think it really you know right. means anything I think I think all that really matters is the experience of you know listening to it but for some people there's that you know that intellectual aspect of knowing certain facts about the music that they're listening to or, you know, certain, like, background uh, right. uh, information like to it that they bring to the analog. listening experience. So, but that's valid, too. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's going to experience art in their own their way. Their own subjective so, way, yeah. My way isn't any better than, than your way isn't any better than the next person's way. Um, you know, so, uh, especially as I gotten older i'm you know more open to those those differences but uh you know back to the question i think like i said in a strict either or i'm i'm going digital well yeah and i think it's definitely the way everything's going at this point because look we all release our albums digitally uh, uh, because that's the way people listen and consume at this point exactly and i think that's cool i think the accessibility of it i mean the fact that the fact that Somebody in what's a faraway country? Somebody in New Zealand. Uh, all they need is a device and an internet connection, mm-hmm. and they can listen to High Spirits. Right. You know, they don't have to find some record store that's willing to get the or you know or pay you know spend fifty dollars with shipping to buy a record from somewhere. They can listen to it right now if they want, and I think that's awesome. Well, yeah, because you're you're accessible all over the all over the world. And probably on others at this point. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> well, I'm sure, dude. It's like radio waves we're sending out here. Even this, like this connection, is going out. And that's true. You that's know, true. somewhere, probably and being scooped up by uh, by somebody. Somewhere, yeah, yeah, like Worf is listening to this right now. <laughs> I hope so. I, I do too. He's like these dishonorable what uh, humans. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're talking about metal music. They have never heard the opera of Vogue. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just being an ass now. But no, seriously. Uh, yeah, the digital thing for the convenience, I totally get. Um, of course, we all love our vinyl. Uh, I have some sitting in the floor I've got to pick up from changing around my... Uh, <laughs> my station (laughs) and i like and like like i said it's great that there's both it's great that you know if somebody wants to listen to it on spotify listen to it on spotify if somebody would rather buy the record and listen to it on the record that's we make that available too i mean i want it to be again it's about the accessibility right because you know we we play music because we want to be heard Right, absolutely. And honestly, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up with uh the uh you know, the the anthem. There will be magic tonight, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that like is. That's like that whole like sing along song, I think. I It would be it will be a challenge to put that together. But with the live band, but it would be so good. <laughs> we'll try it. We'll try it. There's been, there's definitely been. Um, you're not the first person to express uh, some interest in. Excuse me, in hearing that with the live band. So we All will right. definitely, sooner or later, we will definitely give that one a try. Hell yeah, man, um, Chris. Thank you so much. This has been so oh, fucking you. cool. Um, I do have one more question, but yeah, before we it. get to it, as always, links are listed below, so please give likes, shares, and follows because, uh, dude, spread the fucking word. Get get the, get more word out there. You know, this is a fucking awesome uh, platform. This is an awesome way to do things. You know, get to the band camps, go buy merch, do the thing, support uh, High Spirits and all of these bands in any way you can because that's what it's all the way fucking about. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Oh, not... Uh... Not anything uh, out of the ordinary, you know. I just want to thank um, thank everybody who's been tuned in to High Spirits and, you know, checked out the new album uh, or checked out the old albums, uh, you know, kind of just keeping us going and spreading the word, like you said, uh, just being tuned in to, to, to all the music that's happening again after, uh, you know, a few years where there wasn't a lot going on. Um, you know, I think we're, I think uh, we are, you could say, safe on the other side from that kind of creative depression um, that certainly I felt. And I think uh, a lot of um, a lot of my my fellow songwriters and, and musicians also experienced. Absolutely. Um, during that time, I think 2023 uh, was a great year for our band. Uh, we had a we had an amazing few trips over to europe we played in some countries uh where we hadn't played before um saw a lot of old friends made a lot of new friends um got to release an album that has been getting a really great response um and also kind of doing doing its job of getting out there and turning some new people onto the band and um giving us a good foundation for this uh this new year 2024 and see what kinds of uh, what kind of gigs and what kinds of touring uh, we're going to come up with for this year. 
Hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, if I if, if, that's my shout out is thank you. Just thanks everyone for Fuck. checking us out, and keeping us going. Fuck you yeah, too, man. Mark. Dude, thank you. Dude, that is so fucking awesome. Uh final question of the day. What question do you want to ask the universe? We are still here, you know, folks. There's a, <laughs> a lot of silence to edit out here. <laughs> I, I started hearing space, the final yeah. frontier. <laughs> Man, that's a hard one. That is. That is a really hard one. I'd like to know how it began. I think a lot of people would like to know how it ends. I'd like to know how it began. Where it all came from. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think. I think my intellectual curiosity uh, exceeds any other type of curiosity. Um, I've never been a. I've never been a. It may sound strange, but I've never been a spiritually curious uh, person. Really, I've always been. Uh, I've always had a very earthly mentality. Right. Um, in all in all my years, so I think uh, I think going along with that, maybe I'd like to know. Yeah, where it, where it all came from. Absolutely. Dude, How there's start? there's a scene in uh Masters of the Universe uh Revelation. Uh the the new Netflix cartoon where okay. uh Tila sees the the making of the universe in it. And it, Oh, so this has already been answered. I no, just need to watch like, Netflix. Yeah, right. No, I'm not pushing that. That's not sponsored, folks. Um but no, it's like, but it is an interesting concept to see, you know, why see where it ends, you know, see the beauty of the beginning of everything, you know, that there yeah. is hope of something. Yeah, because that was probably the only time there was that anything was perfect. Right. right? Yeah. When it was just when, the, when it was just an idea, I would say I would say ideas are per the only perfect thing is ideas. Once you try to once you try to Manifest take that idea it. out of out of somebody's uh, intellect or imagination, it's it's never going to be it's never going to be perfect. It might be it, it might still be good. It might be great, but it's it'll not never be, be what it was the envisioned. Thing. Exactly, that is heavy as shit. Hey, we got there, <laughs> and dude, that is fucking Chris Black from High Spirits. Dude, on the way out today, from your vast catalog, what do you want to leave out with everybody? What song? Oh, um, you know what we started doing on tour? It was kind of like a like a moldy oldie that we brought back for our the tour that we did with Raven in September. There's a song from the second High Spirits demo called Never Going Back. Um, that felt real good to play that one again after I don't know how many years. It's always been one of my favorites, so uh, that'd be my pick to close out. Never Going Back. Hell yeah, man. So here it is from High Spirits. Never Going Back.
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. 